When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon, Tony. A new study suggests that it's healthier to eat dinner about four hours before you go to sleep. And Tony Kornheiser, so for me, like about three in the afternoon, right? That, that's the right time. Yeah, it's called lunch, is what that's called. Oh. You know, well, you, you gotta ignore the all these studies. You gotta ignore these studies. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ignore all studies. Michael Wilbon. All of them. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Draymond Green reportedly swings at Jordan Poole, the Saudi tour, Tessa Loophole, and Steve Young joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with an intriguing strategy as reported by Joel Sherman in the New York Post. Sherman says Mets manager Buck Showalter is contemplating holding Jacob deGrom out of the wildcard series against the Padres until the Mets are in a must-win situation. Showalter would start Max Scherzer in game one, and if the Mets won, Showalter would pitch Chris Bassett in game two. If the Mets won, Showalter would have DeGrom against the Dodgers to open the next series. If the Padres series was tied at one, DeGrom would pitch game three. Will Bond, do you endorse this strategy? I do, Tony. I do endorse the strategy because it's, it's as pragmatic as you can get. It makes sense on every level, but it also makes a lie of everything every manager or coach has ever told you. Going back to the Little League or, or bitty baseball, whatever you played through now, it makes a lie of it because they all sit there and tell you we take it one game at a time. No, you don't. You have to think ahead. And usually, of course, general yep. managers and executives get paid to do that. But in this case, the manager does. And I totally understand it. Again, it makes a lie of everything we've ever been taught yep. about sports, every sport. But would I do this? Yeah. Would I sign off on it? Yeah. yeah. I, do I think the Mets staff yeah. is going, uh, yeah. yep, I think they are. Yep, yes, yes, 100% agreement. I totally endorse the strategy. You have to look ahead because you don't want to be voluntarily in a situation where if you get to the Dodgers, you don't have either Scherzer or DeGrom for one and two. You just can't put yourself in that position. So I endorse it. There are flaws. One of the flaws might be, well, what if the Padres beat Scherzer? What if Scherzer's old teammate in Washington, Juan Soto, takes him deep a couple of times? You know, I mean, you have to worry about that. But it is, it is the right strategy at this particular point. Now, if yes. I'm the Padres, I'm infuriated because basically what the Mets are saying is Bulls we're going to try baby. to beat you with one hand tied behind our back. And, I, and without casting aspersions on anybody, let me say this. I believe Buck Walter is in his 21st year as managing in the big leagues. And I'm not sure he's ever been to the World Series. So... He's had a lot of time in October to think about this strategy, if you know what I mean. But, yes, I agree with it. I totally agree with it. Yeah, Tony, he, he, he did something like this with the Yankees and Jack McDowell. And I, it, it's too far back, and nobody will pay attention except old people like you and David me. Cohn. He did it with David Cohn. David Cohn. He did it with David So, Cohn. So, yeah. yeah. Yes, and now, and, and, and if, I'm, if I'm the Padres – I am using every bit of this. I'm wringing every drop out of it to sure. come at them. 
to say they're not even taking this seriously. They're planning for the next series. What are they doing? That's what I would be saying. Let's move to the NBA, where Steve Kerr says Draymond Green wasn't at Warriors scrimmage today and will rejoin the team Saturday after throwing a punch at teammate Jordan Poole during yesterday's practice. Reports say the two had a verbal exchange, then some pushing prior to the punch. Poole was reportedly unhurt and completed his workout. Draymond apologized to the team, including to Poole, this morning. Tony, what questions does this altercation raise in your mind? No questions, none, zero, because I'll Amen. go back to the historical fact Amen. That, that Michael Jordan once punched Steve Kerr in the face, <laughs> and at the end of that season, they had won the NBA championship. And who was the coach of these Warriors? Yes, it is Steve, Steve Kerr. Kerr. Now, yes. Draymond Green is this guy. He's yappy. He's volatile. He's got a, a very quick temper, and he's very physical. I would also point out he has four rings. <laughs> And he's had four rings by being this guy. I don't know Jordan Poole at all. I am told he's a trash talker. Maybe Draymond Green had enough of his trash talking and popped him. But again, they both were on a championship team. So it's obvious that they can get along if they have to get along. And Draymond Green, four of these bad boys. Okay? So (laughs) I got no questions. Tony, here's how many questions I have. None. Because, first of all, <laughs> you and I actually covered basketball, multiple sports, when reporters, sports writers could go to practice. And there were skirmishes all the time. And guys got all in the, the same time. car after fighting each other and drove off and went home or wherever they were going. So, no, just stop. People, I mean, p- people can't go to practice anymore. Maybe sports writers, if they're already left, maybe they don't even know what this is like. And you're so right. Look, Draymond Green took on Kevin Durant, took him on. And I mean, I I think there was an apology. This is who Draymond is. And for the better, I have asked Steve Kerr and Andre Iguodala, I have said to them, like in the offseason even, when you know you're calm and you're you're reflective, and I said, so when Draymond does this stuff, and each one of them has looked at me and said, hey, we need what Draymond does every bit as we need a Steph Curry or Klay Thompson three-pointer. And they are dead serious. They know what they need. Steve Kerr knows what's needed. Draymond, some of this is calculated. I'm not saying this was. We don't know. I don't know Jordan Poole either. I know his dad. Southsider, Tone. Southside Chicago got Jordan Poole's dad. Love Jordan Poole. Let me make Poole. one quick point. This is who they are. Very quick point. What's it is that? being reported this is about money, that the Warriors <sighs> want to extend Poole and are talking to him, and they're waiting on Draymond Green for the end of the season. If that is true, the right. responsibility for this lies with management with Golden yes. State. Because they've created this situation. That's right. If this is true, let us Agreed. move on. Amen again. We go to golf makes me happy. We talked of strategy in our first story. We talk of strategy here. The Saudi tour has linked up with the MENA tour, a Middle Eastern and North African tour. They did this to get world ranking points for the Saudi tour players because players on the MENA tour get them, even though some of their tournaments were 54 holes and no cut. Now the Saudi tour is being told by the world rankings people, hold on a second, Sparky. We need to review this. (laughs) Wilbon, what do you think of all this? It's a much better and more interesting dust-up than Draymond Green versus Jordan Poole, I can tell you that. There's there's, there's ill will now. There's resentment. There's grudge holding. This is prolonged. There's bad intentions. This back and forth, Tony, is, I think, great for golf. I know that people on the PGA Tour don't believe that. I do. Because it thrusts golf out there in a context we're not used to seeing. 
And so that's all I care about. I don't care about the world ranking points. I'm not getting getting in knee deep in the weeds on that stuff. They'll settle it. They'll figure it out. You want to see all these people. I still want to see Dustin Johnson, no matter what banner he's playing under. But I like there's a dust up over this, and I hope it goes on all offseason until we get to late January. So I agreed with Buck Showalter in the first story. I agree with the Saudi tour here. They have tried to hoodwink the official rankings people by just swallowing up this tour (laughs) and looking for a loophole to get world ranking points. But let me say this. If you give world ranking points to the people on the MENA tour and they're only playing 54 holes and they don't have cuts, how can you tell the Saudi tour players, oh, we're not going to give them to you because you only play 54 and you don't have cuts? You can't tell them that. Yes, you can. The Saudi tour found a loophole, stuck their big car through it, and I think correctly. I think they're correct in trying to do this, I don't know what's going to happen down the road, but I agree with you on this, Mike. This thing escalates and escalates and escalates, and it's nothing but fun for us. It's it fun. is just nothing Love but it fun. Every day yeah. I do. Can't get enough of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Coming up, we will ask Steve Young why he is focused on the footwork of Jalen Hurts. We'll also ask him what advice he has for Tua as he recovers from a concussion or concussion. The yeah. world ranking people can ask the Minotaur to conform and change the Minotaur, but if they don't do that, you have to give the Saudi players who play world ranking points. It could be you capricious. Have to. I don't know. I mean, there's precedent, but maybe they're it's not fairness. It is fairness. I- Pardon the interruption is presented by the refreshing taste of twisted tea hard iced tea. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Come back to Pardon the Interruption, brought to you by Twisted Tea, part of Happy Hour. When I mentored Steve Young during his playing days, I gave him some retirement advice, television and private equity. And here he is taking a break from his private equity gig to join us once again on our television show. Hall of Famer Steve Young. Well done, Steve. Well done. Thanks, Here we Tony. go. Thanks for all your Tua help. has been ruled out. <laughs> yeah. 
two is ruled out against the Jets this weekend. Concussion. You have had concussions. Everybody's had concussions. What advice would you give to Tua? So I, my concussion history is I felt a little dizzy. I slept a lot that night and felt better the next day. And I never, it was always kind of vanilla in my mind. Now, I don't know what the long-term effects. I cross my fingers every day. I hope everything's fine. It has been. When I saw Tua go down for the second time within three or four days and that whole kind of finger paralyzation, that stuff I don't, I, 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 if I had that happen to me, Tony, I would be red alert, like, wait a second, where are we going? What are we doing? And the problem is the brain is the last frontier of science. You go to 10 neurologists and they'll be like, how are you feeling? How's it going? How, how, you know, it's all symptomatic. And so they, it's very hard for them to see inside. So I say, Tua, take your time. Make sure, clear all, you know, like do whatever you can from science, and then you have to have that sense of yourself. So uh, my heart goes out to him. If that would have happened to me, that was something I have never experienced, and that was scary. Man, man. For different reasons, Steve, you can't talk about Tua without talking about Jalen Hurts. You've gotten to see Jalen Hurts. Most fans and dopes in our business don't think or focus on footwork, but you often do. We've talked about this with previous quarterbacks previous years. So what are you looking for and what do you see now with Hertz in regard to footwork and this, this, the way he's playing? Yeah, Michael, you know, the feet are the eyes into the brain of a, of a quarterback. I can tell how prepared a quarterback is by watching his feet. And what I saw was a guy that had transitioned from a – in college, they're runners who can throw. And he, I saw the transition, the beginning of a transition for, to becoming a sophisticated passer who can run completely different person the NFL demands. And so for Jalen, that footwork showed me that he was in charge of the data. I'm looking, and that's coaching too. I give the coach a tremendous amount of credit in the offseason to get him to so that his mind is calm. He can read the defenses and the ball's coming out and it all comes at his feet. And I saw it in a, I, I was like a revelation immediately. I'm like, that's different. And the same with Tua. They both in the offseason created a new step function in their ability to be a better player. That is fascinating. This, this is a study, Steve. We could go on, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears. I got to go there to you, to the Niners defense, which is off to this crazy, impressive start. You played with some number one ranked defenses, I think more than once, if memory serves me correctly. How did having a great defense alter, change, influence what you would do as a quarterback? Yeah. Well, you could be more aggressive. Michael, there's no question about it. They could clean. It's like clean up on aisle six. You knew that they could get cleaned up. And look, I can always tell what kind of defense I'm playing with. You throw an interception, you go off the field, the defense looks at you like, hey, bro, what are you doing, man? Come on. Uh, that's a bad defense. What you want is when you throw an interception, you come off the field and like, hey, we, we got your back. Don't worry about it. We'll get it back for you. And you can see the spirit of a great defense because they're going to they're gonna go clean up your mess. And that allows – and when you get an aggressive offense and an aggressive defense – feeding off each other, that is championship football, Michael. You've seen the 49ers through the years. You've seen a lot of teams. That is, you know as a player, watch out. We're going to be great. Uh, we will get you out of here on this, and it will refer to the 49er team that you joined. Earlier this week, you told Rich Eisen about something that changed NFL history. It's a great Before speech. trading you to the 49ers, the Bucks had agreed to trade you to the St. Louis Cardinals. And you said that you talked Tampa Bay owner, you Culverhouse, out of it. What did you say to him? So I try to shorten this down because we only have five minutes. Look, Mr. Culverhouse and I had built a great relationship. And uh, he, he told me about three months before that that I want you to be my quarterback for life. 
Like, I like who you are. I like what you're doing in the field. I like your game. I like everything about it. I want you to be my quarterback for life. He changed, fired Lehman Bennett in that interim of that time and brought in Ray Perkins. Ray Perkins shows up and looks at me. And he's like, number one, I hate lefties. Number two, I hate scramblers. And he's like, uh, we're in trouble. So then he called me and said, you've been traded to the Cardinals. I called Mr. Colbert. I said, Mr. Colbert, you said I was your quarterback for life. Just three months ago, you can't send me to the Cardinals. If you're going to send me away, you've got to help me. And he goes, Steve, I'll nix it. I'll fix it. You go fi- I'll give you a week. Go figure out what you want to do and call me back. That man, I owe a great debt. Unbelievable. Does Roy Green that know is he could have been playing with story. you? My dear friend Roy Green, his <laughs> life would be different if he played with what you. The whole story. league would be different. It would be Thank the Cardinals would still be in St. Louis. Uh, yeah, nothing against St. Thank Louis. It's just uh, the Buccaneers and the, the Cardinals, I needed to get, uh, I don't know, I needed something more. So, I was, you know, anyway, thanks. You worked guys. out. Most of us would wow. say it worked out, didn't it? Wow. You can catch more of Steve on Monday Night Countdown, this week featuring the Raiders and the Chiefs. Let's take one last break, but still to come, will the Colts or the Broncos come away with the win tonight? Steve traded the arch for the bridge. I, I, I know you yeah. love the arch, Tony, but this is a trade-up. I'm do. sorry. You're fascinated with the arch, but the I, bridge is better. Albert Pujols responds to the clamor for him to come back for another season. The Cardinals would still be in St. Louis if Steve Young had been traded there. They wouldn't have even gone. They, they'd still well, be there. Huh? You know what? Ray Perkins wouldn't be in Tampa Bay. Ray Perkins. Like, now we know why he I wasn't hate worth it. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means uninterrupted listening so no more cliffhangers amazon music offers the most ad-free top podcasts so we know they definitely have something for you and it's already included in your prime membership to start listening download the amazon music app for free or go to amazon.com pti that's amazon.com pti to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads we all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The interruption is presented by the refreshing taste of twisted tea, hard iced tea. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 33rd birthday, a day late to Travis Kelsey. The seven-time Pro Bowl tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs is definitively Patrick Mahomes' main target now that Tyreek Hill is gone. And with justification, over the last four seasons, Kelsey has caught an average of 99 passes per year for an average of 1,277 yards, and he scored 35 touchdowns, as in wow. So far this season, Kelsey has 26 catches, 322 yards, and three touchdowns in four games. With Rob Gronkowski still in retirement, Kelsey joins George Kittle of the 49ers, Darren Waller of the Raiders, Mark Andrews of the Ravens as premier tight ends in the NFL. Kelsey's brother, Jason, he's a starting center for the Eagles. He's a five-time pro bowler himself. What a family. 
Tone, I know of your love affair with Gronk. Gronk ain't as good as Kelsey. He's just not. Kelsey's the best. I mean, he's playing. Gronk is all world, okay? And he played with Tom Brady. But Kelsey, man, just if you just put those two out there and just look at what they do, Kelsey's unbelievable, and he's going to win some more Super Bowls, too. He will. Kelsey plays with Mahomes. This isn't chopped liver. What are you uh, doing? Mahomes is not Brady. Dynasty of one. Come on now. Well, you just had Kelsey win more. Who's he going to win him with if not Mahomes? Happy anniversary, Jim Palmer. On this day, 56 years ago, Palmer, at age 20, became the youngest pitcher ever to pitch a shutout in the World Series as he allowed just four hits, and he beat the Dodgers 6-0 in Game 2. You may have heard of the guy Palmer beat, Sandy Koufax. This was the first of three straight Orioles shutouts. Wally Bunker beat the Dodgers 1-0 in Game 3. Dave McNally also beat the Dodgers 1-0 in Game 4, completing a sweep of the defending champs. McNally and Mo Jabowski had combined to beat the Dodgers 5-2 in Game 1. The Dodgers scored their second run in the third inning of Game Run. They never scored again. Never. It's the lowest amount of runs ever scored in the World Series. That's the first World Series I remember. I was, I mean, really remember, I was seven years old, and, you know, my father was a Dodgers guy. And, he, and, and so he loved sure. Dodgers and Koufax and Drysdale and all that. But Jim Palmer, and Tony, we got to cover and know Jim Palmer. How great is that in retrospect? Jim Palmer, yeah. now yeah. Forgotten, a forgotten figure in baseball, and that's too bad, boys and girls. Because there Jim ain't Palmer. nobody out him. there now as good as Jim Palmer. Nobody. Love Jim Palmer. Happy trails to the Triple Crown for Aaron Judge. Judge sat out yesterday, thereby could not raise his batting average to catch Lewis Arise of the Twins. Arise could have sat out too and won the batting title, but he played. He walked twice, he hit a double to win the American League title at 316, five points ahead of Judge's 311. The National League batting title went to the Mets' Jeff McNeil at 326, barely edging out Freddie Freeman, who went three for four yesterday and got to 325. McNeil hit 369 over the last two months, 465 in the last 10 games to catch and pass Freeman. Earlier this season, McNeil's teammate Francisco Lindor promised McNeil a car if he won a batting title. And here's a quote. I will get him a car, Lindor said yesterday. Quote, I didn't specify what car. He doesn't know. <laughs> I don't even know, unquote. You should buy him like a Ford Pinto or a Chevy Vega. You think there's any one of those two cars hanging around these days, Tony? We know what they are. I owned a Ford Pinto. I owned a Ford Pinto. That's bad. I did. It was That's blue. It was, it was blue. <laughs> Goodness. At this point, it was such a small car, I doubt you could get into it. It's just too small. I probably could. Let's go to I'm the big right. finish. Here we go. Let's do it. Albert Pujols says he could play two or three more seasons, but, and here's the quote, I'm tired. I'm done. This is it. This is where Albert Pujols' career ends, unquote. Your thoughts. Yes, look how great he's going out, and he's still got a chance to win again. I mean, he could go out like John Elway, for all we know. Yes, time. The Royals fired Mike Matheny. Is that justified? Uh, in three years, he was 54 games under 500 in what I think is the weakest division in the American League. So, yes, you can justify it. Your boy Shaq told Logan Paul he's dropped 35 pounds down to 365, parenthetically, from 400. Are you impressed? I'm impressed with, with, with the way Shaq looks now, but the fact that he was four Bills, that's a wow. I didn't know that. Colts and Broncos tonight, who you got? 
I got no juice for this one, I got to be honest. They <laughs> Disappointing teams. I'll watch, but you know. Last one. The NHL season starts tomorrow. Really? What's the biggest storyline of the season? Connor McDavid and the Oilers. Are, are they going to become what we thought they could become and think they could become? That's it for me. I don't want to hear about Kane and Taves getting traded from the Blackhawks. I, I don't want to hear that. A lot of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Bobby Ferrara, shout out. Enjoy your retirement. I'm Mike Wilbon. We are bumped by baseball playoffs tomorrow, knuckleheads. Back on Monday. And now, here's SportsCenter. Beautiful day in New York City, Tom. That was a quiet I-95, one. Did baby. That so quiet. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.